0: good morning this is the daily wrestling news for december 2nd 2020 winter has arrived i'm coming to you live from the Minnesota bell studio on the beautiful treasure coast of the sunshine state my name is ryan joy and my co-host today is the current leader of the Uh, Essential Wrestling Podcast, Pro Wrestling Pick and Pool, and he is the reigning and defending first ever PWP champion. He is the EWP senior impact correspondent. He is trailing the path for the morning show trivia, but I sense a change in the air. He is a slammy award-winning co-host of this show. I have absolutely no reason to mention the state of North Carolina. My guest is the living legend, John DeConney. Good morning. Good morning,
1: sir. Thanks for having me on again.
0: <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, we have a absolute jam packed show today. Tons of stuff to go over. Uh, we have the Impact Wrestling recap, which I'll also throw in a quick AEW Dark recap. We have the news. We have the daily wrestling news. The show, our shows, take on the WWE Slammy Awards. We've got trivia, and we're going to try to get out of here in about thirty minutes. So, John, do you have your tools for success, plenty of caffeine, ready to rock and roll? Indeed. All right. Let me ring the bell and we'll get the show on the road. Okay. Deep dive into AEW Dark to do the recap for last night's show. There were 17 matches. Everyone you thought would win did win. That's the end of the recap. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Let's move on to uh, Impact Wrestling. Also had a sh- had their uh, weekly show last night, um, and we'll run through that now. The Motor City Machine Guns hit the combination splash and neckbreaker uh, to beat Triple XL in nine minutes twenty three seconds. Tommy Dreamer tried to take Larry D downtown, but Larry D punched Dreamer in the face. So John, Tommy Dreamer is a barrister. He is judge. He is a policeman. What do you think his
1: next impact occupation might be? <laughs> uh, best guess uh, backstage janitor? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: he could be an accountant, I think. We haven't seen that yet. He could be... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can do anything. So, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, he's the innovator. Yeah, yeah. Manufacturer of Singapore canes, I believe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, Ethan Page uh, challenges Carl Anderson for a match at final resolution. Anderson later accepted that. Johnny Swinger and Cody Deaner have a match that ended in a no contest when Joe Doring and Eric Young beat them both up. Uh, Eric Young got on the mic and said, the world doesn't belong to us. The world belongs to them, and the interruptions will continue until we realize the world belongs to them. John, any thoughts on uh, how this is going to ultimately resolve itself?
1: I'm not, you know, I don't know who they're necessarily after. You know that they haven't announced aspirations for the tag titles. They just seem to be disruptors at this point. So I really don't have a clue where they're going with this angle. Yeah, I, I don't either. Some, well, somebody is going to
0: eventually have to call them out on this. But Rich Swan seems busy. Maybe Eddie Edwards, but he's definitely got a, a situation lined up when he comes back. So I really don't know. Who's going to do this? What I do know is you're not the only one thinking that Tommy Dreamer might be a janitor <laughs> on the next week's episode. So, is that, is that Smith? Uh, it is John. I'm not sure if it's John Smith.
1: <laughs> I, I know I've seen the the, the rerun uh, uh, icon before, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh,
0: and then another news, other friend of the show, Al Carl, saying shocked Jim Duggan isn't the manager. Well, you know, not yet. <laughs> <There's time. laughs> so uh, Deanna Perazzo calls out Sue Young, and James Mitchell sends the zombie bridesmaids after Young. Uh, after Deanna hits the gotch pile driver, the bridesmaids carry Sue Young out. Uh, John, a lot of people say that Vince McMahon doesn't live in the real world. That he only lives in his made-up WWE Universe bubble. If you had a choice to live in the WWE Universe bubble, or the Impact Wrestling bubble that has zombies and
1: <laughs> uh, murder <laughs> and everything. Which one would you, which one would you pick? Uh, it, it would be it would be a toss up. It would be very close. Uh, you know, if I was six two and about two eighty five, I'd want to live in the Vince McMahon world. But I think anything short of that, and uh, I'll take all the ridiculousness of Impact. Yeah,
0: just for the the opportunity to somehow get sucked into Wrestle House, I think would be <laughs> one, one place to be. Uh, so Moose tells Chris Bay that if Bay ever wins the Impact World Championship, that he, Moose, is going to take it whenever he wants. And then in a very humorous backstage segment, we had Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan discussing some purchases that they'd like to make. But Fala Ba stopped by to confront Steeles and Hogan because, of course, they stole the money from Ba, who stole the money from Hernandez, who most likely earned the money through legal and legitimate means, I would say. Um, Johnny Swinger makes a, a pass at Hogan and Steeles, offering them a two-for-one special, uh, to which uh, they replied, whose uncle is this? <laughs> <laughs> Those two are pretty golden. <laughs> yeah, i how far do you think they can the, – the characters on this show can spread that money? Because that, that money hasn't been around a
1: long time. Seriously, yeah, and no and no one has spent a nickel yet. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I could have I spent that money by now. So they, they need <laughs> to
0: the help them, especially it's holiday season. So Rohit Raju defeated Crazy Steve in 12 minutes and 15 seconds by using the ropes to get the pin. Uh, Crazy Steve believes that there might have been a blind referee involved. That led to a backstage segment with Crazy Steve and TJP, who was interrupted by Brian Myers, leading to a match for next week between Brian Myers and TJP. Also next week we have Eric Young versus Cody Deaner, Josh Alexander versus Chris Saban, and Perrazzo and Kimberly are facing uh, Rosemary and Taya in the opening, uh, the final opening round match in the Knockouts tournament. Uh, any of those matches like. Is it singing out to you like that's going to be the
1: match of the night? Uh, well, I'll be very interested to see what goes on in the uh, that final knockouts tag opening round match. Because, uh, you know, uh, obviously there's always a chance if Deanna and Kimberly are out there that we see Sue Young again or maybe even Susie, you know uh happens by the ring and somehow cost them the match but yeah you know there, there's a lot of stuff going on in that angle i can't wait to say how it plays out yeah that, that's true
0: sue young sue young and the bridesmaids may may make a return there um eric young and cody Deaner. any chance that cody Deaner's the person who who stops eric young's warpath I...
1: <laughs> not likely <laughs> Much more likely that uh Doring gets involved and uh uh you know cousin Jake winds up getting involved too, and then we see maybe we finally see a match with uh EY and Doring at final resolution. Yeah,
0: yeah. So in the final match, the main event, uh William Mack got a legit win over Chris Bay, which ends his really bad losing streak. Um, it was thirteen minutes fifty-one seconds. He mac one with a stunner. Then he got speared by Moose, so he didn't get to celebrate that long. Uh, Rich Swan made that save. Chris Bay had a springboard cutter. Bay held the world championship high as Impact went off the air. So after Impact went off the air, they announced uh, that Chris Bay will be challenging Rich Swan at Final Resolution. We also know that Ethan Page is fighting Carl Anderson at Final Resolution. But that's all we know. So at this point, since Impact hasn't looked the card, let's talk about what we, what matches we think are we're headed towards. Um, John, are there any matches that you can you can pick out quickly that you think are definitely going to be on final
1: resolution? Uh, there's so much stuff that is stopped by the fact that okay, you've got uh, you got Page and Anderson, so therefore. The tag title is not going to be fought for because, of course, Gallo is right. on the show. Right. Uh, you've got the X Division title. Rohit certainly should have a spot on that match, but who the heck does he face? He just faced Crazy. Does Crazy Steve maybe get uh, a rematch because of the nefarious means by which he lost? Uh, he can't fight TJP, and you know who else is around that he hasn't already been through? Well, Brian Myers, that guy. Uh, and, and Scott Demore
0: told TJP to put mask on, basically, right? So yeah, that's a possibility. Um, Alicia Edwards attacked Sammy Callahan backstage. I didn't mention that in the recap, but that did happen. And yeah. Sammy did some bad things to Eddie. Uh, are we going to get Alicia Edwards versus Sammy
1: Callahan? I I, I really hope not. But it would certainly be entertaining because, uh, you know, Sammy Callahan is their answer to Randy Orton, you know, uh, over there at Impact, that just when you think he couldn't get more despicable, oh, no, there's another rock layer. He'll keep digging. So yeah. that could be very entertaining.
0: In the, uh, in the knockout side of things, the storyline is obviously progressing with Diana and su Young. And I wonder if we'll get far enough along to where they can actually have a match at final resolution, or if something else is up. But Deanna should be on that card, I would think. You would certainly think, yes. Yeah, maybe Jazz gets a shot since she's there for
1: now. There you go.
0: Okay, so that's uh, that's our impact recap and final resolution uh, thoughts for now. Anything else, John, in the in the impact world that we didn't hit on that we need to hit on?
1: Um, and maybe uh, you know, they they run back the Deener uh, swinger, so yeah. yeah.
0: Cody yeah.
1: really, Cody really wants that victor back, so maybe, maybe we see that again. Yeah, that that could be a
0: fun resolution. Uh, de- it depends on what happens with Cody Deener and with Eric Young next week. Of course, you know that could be uh, maybe Cody <laughs> Deener out of action for a while after that pitch. So, <laughs> All right, so uh, let's transition out of the, w- the world of recaps and final resolution, and we'll hit, head into the news. Uh, if you're ready for the news, John, I will play our little transition here. So very sad to hear this morning of the passing of Pat Patterson. Of course, well known as the first Intercontinental Champion, um, and also inventor of the Royal Rumble, multiple-time Hardcore Champions, eldest 24/7 Champion, uh, John. Kind of, kind of a sad way to start the news, and a sad way to start the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was one of the first things I saw when I uh, you know, opened up the cell phone this morning, and and uh, that that's a that's a bummer. Not the way you want to start your day
0: yeah um an endearing, or endearing figure in wrestling um somebody that we will certainly certainly miss um, had a had a really good career very long career well after his his wrestling days were over he was a backstage agent for what twenty twenty five years um I read his book i think two years ago he talked about you know coming out in the business and things like that um he got mick Foley getting tossed off of Hell in the Cell, and in the same night, Pat Patterson's finding out that his longtime partner passed away. Um, very interesting life. Um, somebody who will be definitely missed in the, the wrestling community. community um, is nothing sacred than we'll, I mean, whoever thought we'd be in a world of wrestling without Pat Patterson in it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's one of those guys. Uh, he, he's kind of like uh, Don Zimmer in baseball, just a guy who's just a lifer, you right. know a fountain of information. I'm sure you, you could just sit under the learning tree and listen to him talk. And I bet you could, you know, for hours.
0: Yeah. And one of those guys who, who really did a great job of sort of the self deprecating humor. Um And, you know, we're going to talk about the Slammy Awards later. Um, we're going to try to do a humorous spin on it. Something that Pat would, would definitely uh, approve of, I think. So hopefully, uh, Hopefully Pat's looking down at the Slammy Awards this year and see something that, that he would have booked. So.
1: That makes him smile.
0: That's right. Um, some other some other news that we have coming out uh, this morning, not this morning, the last week, WWE filed for trademarks. Uh, a couple more. Austin 316 and, as we talked about last week, Friendship Frog. So uh, we talked about last week the WrestleMania matchup I have with uh, – I've predicted with Friendship Frog and Rambling Rabbit versus I think the Fiend and Alexa Bliss or whatever I said <laughs> last week, um, but they want to merchandise Friendship Frog, and I guess I can't I can't blame them. Uh, and then on the other side, I can't believe that for one minute they didn't have every single trademark possible for Austin Three Sixteen, but apparently
1: they need it. <laughs> yeah, I, My my only possible guess is: Did Austin have it, and he let it lapse? Uh, like. How was that not locked down? I, I think they had it for many things and then
0: they had to apply for a different category or something because they plan on doing, you know, something else. But um, but yeah, so WW got those trademarks. So expect to see a new brand of Austin 316 merchandise and shows and things coming out, and maybe Friendship Frog will get his own, you know, podcast on the WWE network. Who knows?
1: <laughs> what happened to Pasquale? Are we just gonna pretend like never existed which one uh what was it pasquality the positivity (laughs) they forgot (laughs) to poke holes in the box and he never came (laughs) right 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 uh the
0: the firefly funhouse is not a safe place to hang out not a safe place Um, not at all Baby Boy Smith Jr. will be facing Low Key in the main event of MLW Fusion tonight. That um, it's an opening round in the Opera Cup. Uh, when we did earlier this week, we did the the lineup for the week. MLW had not officially said that that match was going to occur, so I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that match is in fact happening tonight. Um, NXT North American Champion Leon Ruff is now engaged to WWE official Aja Smith. And I believe his record right now is 2-7. and seven. He's on a streak. And I would think that marrying a referee improves your win odds. What do you think, John?
1: I certainly think so. It's got to give you the, the leg up in uh, your future matches. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, hopefully, if if Gargano and Priest
0: are, are paying attention, they'll hopefully make sure that Asha's not the referee during this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <of that> <laughs> Uh, we have the first match signed for Final Battle. That'll be EC3 versus Jade Briscoe in what they're calling a grudge match. Um, final Battle is December 18th, and ROH should probably be sending out, you know, making up the rest of that card in the in the next couple of days, I would think. Um, Liv Morgan documentary on WWE Network was very good. Um, if people haven't seen it and they like WWE Network specials, this has got a different style to it um Liv Morgan sort of narrates the whole thing she talks about getting into getting her growing up wrestling fan getting her contract with WWE um the formation of the riot squad the breakup of the riot squad getting back together into the riot squad but this time without Sarah Logan uh, very interesting she narrates the whole thing um definitely worth your time if you haven't seen it John I know you love those WWE documentaries they do a great job with them this is no different
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm very interested to see the the different approach that you were describing. It's definitely in my queue because as you said, and as I've said many times, the one area where WWE can do no wrong is when they do the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you know, they're, they're retelling old stories that they're just so good at that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, UWN UWM, United Wrestling Network's president, David Marquez, announced on Primetime Live last night that the pay-per-view series will be taking a break um, after last night's broadcast. They did a 12-episode run so far, um, just, I guess, with the pandemic and not being sure that they can use their venue and things like that. They're going to stop for a while, and they'll reassess in 2021. They still have a UWN World Championship match between Chris Dickinson and Mike Bennett planned so uh that'll be coming sometime in 2021. 20 john i don't think you were so that's a uh, united wrestling network i'm pretty sure the venue they had is in california. California. california i don't recall the exact name they always say it in every episode i just it haven't hasn't committed to the database in my brain yet so <laughs> perhaps if they had- it would make sense yeah 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 um David Marquez also runs championship wrestling from Hollywood. So that makes sense. Um, although he, I think he also runs championship wrestling from Arizona. So, but I do believe it's a West coast promotion. Um, So WWE announced the 2020 slammy awards. So I want to, I want to just uh, hopefully, hopefully John, you have thought about this uh, in as much detail as they have, I'm sure. And we can come up with some, some good winners maybe some funny things to, uh, to go with the Slammy Awards. Um, the 2015 list, I, I pulled that up of what the awards were. Now, some of them don't even make sense anymore, so um, we'll see what happens. But let, let's run down through and just see, uh, if I say this award, what comes to mind? And if you've thought about something that's very interesting or funny or whatever, let's, let's talk about it. So Superstar of
1: the Year. Did somebody, did somebody come to mind right away? Uh, now are, are we, are we talking just WWE or all the whole world of uh, professional wrestling? You know what? It's the daily wrestling news show. We do what we want. Okay, good. All right. Now in this particular category, the first person who jumps to my mind is a WWE superstar because I think, uh, Drew McIntyre has just had such uh, an outstanding year. You know, he beats Brock and at, at the, at the big show at WrestleMania. Uh, he, he has a slow start to his reign, you know, not a lot of high value targets uh, come up against yeah. them early on and goes through a fantastic uh, program with Orton and even managed to look good in a loss to Roman Reigns at uh, Survivor series. So he'd be the first person that popped in my mind.
0: Yeah and started <laughs> the year with the Royal Rumble win. So yeah. you know I, I think I think so too. If I were if I were looking at it, the only other person from WWE that comes to mind would be Roman Reigns, but he spent so much time not around. Um and then if you open it up to the women's women's side, Oscar has pretty much held the title since Money in the Bank, um, with the exception of a short period where Sasha took it from her, and I, and I do say took it from her because I can't really say that she lost it, um, but but yeah, I mean Drew, Mac, Drew McIntyre is the one who stands out for me as well. Um, in 2015, they had a category called Diva of the Year, and I'm sure they would not call it that today, but assuming they have some sort of Female Wrestler of the Year. Uh, do you have a who do you who do
1: you think takes that? I think th- that one's uh, for me is almost a slam dunk because I think uh, Bailey and Sasha were arguably during a very very down time in wrestling. I mean those fir- those first two months or so of the empty arena were just you know at times painful. You're just just missing that crowd. And uh, Bailey and Sasha were the MVPs. They were on every show, they were bouncing around as the tag champs and whatnot. And Bailey as the SmackDown champ for a good portion of it. And I think she just, as much as I hated her and her Karen haircut at times, she just was
0: <laughs> entertaining. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue against Bayley. She was PWI, um, female of the year, woman of the year, um, and well-deserved
1: well uh, tag team of the year. All right, this one I'm going to go a little off the menu, and let me preface this by saying this isn't one of those you know, – I'm not one of those guys of oh, I knew these guys when they were underground, and I was a big fan. I really – I knew of them but didn't see them perform until before the start of AEW when uh, the Bucks and Cody did the, the all-in and all-out. Uh, so I, I, my tag team of the year would be the Young Bucks because they're just oh. never in a match – that isn't entertaining, and they were in two of the matches, my two favorite matches of the entire year, and I don't think anyone could put their matches at uh, full gear and uh, revolution yeah. against uh, Omega and page. I how could you not put those in the top five? just unbelievable matches
0: yeah, i was I was there actually, I was there live for both of those um, and Oh, El Carl. Tag team of the year. Ding (laughs) dong. Hello. Clearly they're on the short list. Ding dong. Hello. (laughs) So yes. Yeah. You can almost can't not mention them, but I was, you know, WWE certainly won't award the young bucks with tag team of the year for their Slammy award. But, but I I agree with you. If you're tag of the year, you kind of have to give it to them. And, um both those matches were amazing. I I still say that that Young Bucks versus Paige and Omega probably the best live wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. So, and I've seen a lot. <laughs> so, um, Okay, let's uh we got to we got to make some progress here. So, let's let's roll down through quickly match of the year anything come to mind? Uh, that, uh
1: the uh, before, the FTW FTW FTR, Young Bucks uh, from Full Gear, just the you know all the spots. You broke it down so beautifully on the EWP. The amount of spots uh, paying tribute to past legends, tag teams that they did. Just, I I just can't say enough good things about that match. Yeah, it was it was a spectacle. It was amazing, and
0: uh, and ended ended in a perfect fashion because it brought the storyline. A several-year storyline of FTR saying, uh, no flips, just fists. And then when they try a flip, it burns. They could crash and burn. They won't make that mistake. Um, breakout star of the year, I say Jay
1: Uso. Who do you say? Uso would definitely be on the short list. And uh, maybe this is my bias as a Jericho fan, but I'm, I'm going to say Orange Cassidy. Oh, fair That's- enough. Yep. so much exposure through that program with Jericho. And, you know, right now he's in maybe a little bit of a lull, but seeing him go from the slacker persona, really never doing anything to a lot of in-ring action this year and having that great program with Jericho uh, really put him on the map for me.
0: Sure, yep. Uh,
1: rivalry of the year. Orton and McIntyre is up there. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, but And even uh, Orton Edge. Uh, yeah. Their program would have to be up, but uh maybe this is Al Carl, uh you know, on my shoulder as the little angel on my shoulder. Uh, how do you not give it to uh, the Rollins versus Mysterio family feud as much as I hated 90% of it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it is hard. I, I wrote down Orton versus McIntyre dash Mysterio Rollins. So, Yeah. I think we're on the same page there. There's your finalist, WWE. Those are your two choices. Um, That's it. Hashtag of the year. I'm not sure they'll do that category, but any, anything even come to mind?
1: Uh, once again, this might be Al's voice in the back of my head because I hear him, you know, doing this stuff over and over. And I, I don't, I don't think I'm easily swayed by just anything. But if it's funny, it'll stick, and I'll steal it and start using it. And so for me, it would kind of be a toss up between too big for one night and what I I don't even think it was originally a hashtag. But in my head, it always is now the hashtag cute emoji. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think too big for one night kind of transcends uh, WWE. Right. Because Impact used it for uh, rebellion. Right. So. So, yeah, that's that's a good one.
1: Insult of the year. Anything anything there? This, this one is – I'm sure that there is a gem out there that I am forgetting, but uh, this is total recency bias because it tickled me so much the other night when AJ uh, agreed to help Miz Mac, cash in on McIntyre because, after all, you'd be so much easier to beat at TLC. Right, right. <laughs> um, double cross of the year, I wrote
0: Bailey on Banks.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's the most obvious choice uh, for me. Yeah, that's the first one that jumps to mind. But giving it a little more thought, just because of the history and the personal nature and the blurring the lines of reality and, uh, and kayfabe, if you will, which of course Banks and Bailey did too. But uh, I would probably go with uh, Orton and Edge because that got you know yeah. ugly to the point of almost being worrisome.
0: Yeah, poor Beth Phoenix. Whew uh laugh out loud moment of the year i wrote
1: down nothing but i've laughed a lot this year so yeah you know when i when i when i dug a little deeper into it i can't believe i I think our truth has made me laugh so much it's almost criminal for me to say anything else but Mm -hmm. i think the thing that made me laugh the hardest was right after WrestleMania when we found out uh, a very special little factoid that we didn't know going into that. This wasn't even something that necessarily happened in the ring. It was actually an internet meme, but it is wrestling related. So to me, it would get the LOL uh, of the year award. It was a a picture of the old Shield, the three of them. Mm -hmm. And above Roman, it said, uh, uh, you know, Roman pulls out of WrestleMania. Above Ambrose, it says, pulls out of WWE altogether. And above Rollins, it said, didn't pull out. Oh, God,
0: <laughs> That's funny. And moving on. <laughs> I don't think we need to elaborate on that. <laughs> uh, extreme moment of the year. Let's not go back to Seth Rollins. Uh, well, actually, let's go right back to Seth Rollins because I had the eye for an eye match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that one is definitely way up on the short list. And uh, the, the, the other one that jumped uh, to my uh, mind was uh, Darby Allen's uh, thumbtack skateboard ollie off of Ricky Starks' back.
0: Yeah,
1: ouch. Yeah, that's a good one too.
0: Uh, oh my God moment of the year. Uh, we have to think of Joey Styles for that, I think. But
1: Yeah, to, to me this one is uh, uh, like, I don't even know if there's a number two or number three on this list. It's uh, Matt Hardy coming off that scissor lift. I'm missing the tables. I, I,
0: that is a good one um Tyler Adele chiming in with Ray Mysterio getting thrown off of the headquarters as, there you oh go god. I took it as a little or maybe that's extreme moment of the year he might have met in either case for oh my god moment of the year I took it to mean a little bit differently and I went all the way back to the beginning of the year and it's probably because I just watched the Liv Morgan documentary but uh her objection to the wedding of Bobby Lashley and Lana, where she comes out and she says, I object because the love of my life is up there. It's not Bobby, it's Lana. Um, speechless. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as quickly, so.
1: <laughs> That's the problem with this. You know, uh, the news broke. Yes, Tony Storm. Yeah, um, the news breaking last night about Slammies. Uh, during, I think, during the EWP or right before we went on air with the EWP. Um, it didn't give us enough time, really, to do the research. I I didn't even remember that that, that moment was in this year. So they, uh, that's a great pull.
0: Yeah. Uh, for people listening to audio, I did put up here, a late entry to Oh My God was Tony Storm's uh, betrayal of Ember Moon came from El Carro in the comments. Uh, the Hero in All of Us Award. I have something written down and it's totally weird, but do you have something legitimate?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was looking at that one and I, I don't even remember what the purpose was in 2015 of that. So as far as a heroic comeback, I have edge returning at the rumble, but I don't think that's necessarily the spirit of it. So take
0: it away. I mean, I just wrote friendship frog. So, (laughs) uh,
1: Moving on, <laughs> surprise return of the year. Surprise return of the year. Uh, for me, this th- for this one, I went away from uh, uh, the WWE because uh, after the, uh, if you will, um, future endeavor class of uh, COVID nineteen, yeah, yeah, we were waiting for all these superstars to show up at other promotions. Uh, but maybe the most. Wow! Return for me was one that had nothing to do with WWE and totally was off the radar. It was the Motor City Machine Guns returning at just before Slam or was it at Slam at Slamiversary to uh, answer the uh, the open challenge and then winning the titles two days later. Yeah, that
0: was incredible. You're right; nobody saw that coming at all. Um, So, yeah, great point. Uh, I wrote down Edge, um, even though it was speculated ahead of time. Uh, I thought that, you know, his return was still a a big deal. This is awesome moment of the year, which is really close to the oh my God moment
1: of the year. All right. So this one for me is a repeat, uh, not a, excuse me, not a repeat of match of the year. It's the number two match of the year for me. Uh, It was Pedro Omega versus the Young Bucks. And mostly for the, I guess maybe 50% for the fact that it was an unbelievable match. And fifty percent for the fact that it was for the lockdown of the pandemic, yeah. there were people in attendance, and there was a, this is awesome—chant. I, um, you know,
0: like I've mentioned it many times. I was at—I was in Chicago at the Wintrust Arena for that show, and I remember basically flying home um, from there. I had tickets to WWE Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia, and I had tickets to Raw in DC the next night. I went to both of those shows and I was contemplating, do I, I lived, I lived in Maryland at the time and I contemplated, do I go ahead and drive to Pittsburgh for Austin three sixteen night? And I said, I'm not going to do it. And good thing I didn't because that show got canceled along with every other wrestling show since basically. Um, So yeah, I mean, that was the last real, real big show um, that I was at and, you know, live before the pandemic started. I guess I've been a long dynamite since. Um, invoking the the booker Tism in all of us, the tell me you did not just say that moment of the year. Uh
1: the 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 best I could come up with this one was uh the WrestleMania Firefly funhouse where uh Devil Vince Puppet actually spoke his backstage catchphrase of that's such good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny.
0: I actually, I didn't write anything down, but I, you know, I like that one. So perfect. <laughs> um, so naturally, those are the 2015 categories. I'm sure they're not going to be the same. Uh, you've got our opinions on who they should uh, should grant these awards to. But let's, uh, I-, I thought of some new categories. Um, and I, I, didn't give these, I didn't give these to you ahead of time. So, but I think that you'll be able to quickly uh, spout something off the top of your head. WWE's most
1: foolish release award goes to, uh, based on what he did immediately after uh, being picked up elsewhere. Uh, maybe uh, EY. Yeah, Eric Denny, champion. The first
0: yeah. Artist, yeah. But then I also wrote down EC3, Brian Myers, and the Good Brothers. So uh, Impact really benefited from that. Uh, that news. Although Absolutely. now that I write that, do we have to put Drake Maverick in that category? Uh,
1: I guess if they correct themselves and uh, write the wrong, I guess I guess we get a little slide, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best cinematic match of the year. I, I mean, Boneyard
0: match to me. I do like nothing's going to top that. I don't think, but I would have to compare. Um, some people might say the Randy Orton and Edge. Greatest wrestling match of all time, or whatever, but but the Boneyard match, I, I you know, I just thought it was perfect. Um, Pay per view of the year. I wrote down Impact Slam anniversary and AEW full gear for outside of WWE.
1: Yeah, for for me, uh, first thing that pops in my mind without a doubt is full gear. I just I couldn't yeah. stop talking about that, and I'm still talking about it. Yeah.
0: Within the confines of WWE, I actually really liked Hell in the Cell. Um, it had a really underwhelming build when you take away the three top matches. You know, the Jey Uso and Roman program was good. The Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton match was really good. Had a good build. And, of course, Sasha and Bayley had a great build. But everything after that, I-, I couldn't tell you anything else that was on the card. So, but, but, so that pay-per-view, if it's a three-match show, I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, and especially the fact that, you know, it's tough when you put three cell matches on the same card to not be constantly repeating yourself. And they had three very unique cell matches that night. So hats off to them for that. Right.
0: And then finally, the person WWE most forgot about this year. I have two candidates, Andrade and Aleister Black.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, that, that's good points on both. Yeah, I was just, you know, the only reason Andrade's even in my mind, like Alistair Black, I'm actually aggravated that he's not around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I honestly completely forgot about Andrade, except for the fact that for the last two weeks, before they actually put up a graphic to show us how it was spelled, when they were referring to the, uh, the bouncer that follows around, AJ, I kept thinking they were saying almost or Almas, yeah. you know. Until so they finally showed us that it was OMOS and immediately I was like, What what are they talking about? Andrade? and where'd he been?
0: I I, keep, I always heard almost. That's what I kept hearing when they talked to him about him. But yeah, Andrade. Um Tyler Adele would have said Ricochet. Um that's yeah. I mean, he's been on T V, you know, he was on talking uh, Raw Talk or whatever also this week. So um He's definitely in the picture. Okay. So, John, we are in overtime. We're at 40-minute mark. We're running the possibility of having the longest show of all time here, on the Daily Wrestling News Show. That's okay because uh, we don't have another show coming on after us. We have the ability to do the overrun. It will improve our ratings. So (laughs) let's go on to trivia. If you are ready and sitting comfortably and not scared, let's move on by now everybody knows the rules but i'll still give them anyway uh it's a five question game a simple majority correct gets you the w if you win you get the goldberg oscar award if you lose you get a hawkins uh just to bring everybody back up to speed on where we stand john decani is currently sitting at two for five he is at the back of the pack but as i said at the top of the show. I Feel a change in the air. And John, when I tell you the theme of your questions today is WrestleMania 11. What does that make you, how does that make you feel? A little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh 2020 celebrates the 25 anniversary, 25 year anniversary of WrestleMania 11. And I, and it kind of came to mind that the, we're running out of time to celebrate that 25 year anniversary. So let's, uh, let's let's do something here with trivia. So, uh, as stated, let me first question as stated 25, 25 year anniversary of WrestleMania 11, as has been well documented, 2020 is also the 30 year anniversary of the undertaker's debut at survivor series in 1990, both WrestleMania 11 and the survivor series of 1990 took place at this venue. And don't worry, I have multiple choice. Uh, is it A, the Hartford Civic Center, B, Madison Square Garden, C, the Nassau Coliseum, D, the Sky Dome in Toronto, or E, the Wembley Stadium?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Hartford. Very good. Very good. I, I'm hoping the multiple choice helped you out on that one. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely not have gotten it. So, uh, <laughs>
0: WrestleMania 11 utilized this commentary team. Again, multiple choice, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. B, Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler. C, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. D, Paul Heyman and Joey Styles. E, Tony Schiavone, Larry Zabisco, and Mike Tanay.
1: Wow. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm going to say Gorilla and Heenan. It was Vince McMahon and
0: Jerry Lawler. Ooh. He did eight. He and Monzu, they were both on nine, but Ross took over with nine. McMahon and Lawler started with ten, and they did eleven as well. Okay, so you're one for two. You still have the uh, you still have very good odds. Very good odds. Uh, we have multiple choice and hints along the way here to get get you to the Goldberg Oscar Award. So let us uh, let's move on to question number three. The Undertaker began his WrestleMania streak at WrestleMania 7. He won, uh, I'm sorry, at 8, 7, 7. He won matches at seven, eight, nine, and did not appear at 10. He returned at WrestleMania 11 to get his fourth victory over this man. Was it A, Giant Gonzalez, B, King Kong Bundy, C, Diesel, D, The Big Boss Man? That's it, actually. Uh Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez was WrestleMania 9. King Kong Mundi oh, yeah. at WrestleMania 11. <laughs> okay. Moving into uh, – you got to get, get them both right. Otherwise, you get a second hawk. Yeah. These are hard questions. I mean, I'll have, to, uh, <laughs> I'll have to, to work on this here. At WrestleMania 11, Bret Hart wrestled in an I Quit match. WWE named Rowdy Roddy Piper as the special guest referee. Can you name the man built from Princeton, Minnesota? that Bret Hart defeated at WrestleMania 11. And if you need hints, I have three hints. Okay. Okay. So the first, so hint number one, he had two title reigns, WWF title reigns, for a combined total of over 2,100 days. Okay. Okay. Here's your second hint. His second WWF championship reign lasted only three days, and he lost the title in the quickest WWF championship match in history. Uh, Quickest WWF title change in history. Why is this not coming to mind? It's a very... Last last hint. The two people he defeated to to win the WWF championship were superstar Billy Graham... And Bret Hart, Bob Backlund. Bret Hart reversed the crossface chicken wing of Bob Backlund to apply a cross-face of his own. Bob never really said "I quit," but Piper judged the screams coming from Backlund's mouth to mean "I quit." <laughs> so yes, it was Bob Backlund. And I, you know, to me, when I when I when I saw this on the card, I went, boy, that was forgettable. It's got to be a trivia question, but it's got to have yeah, Good hints. <laughs> so uh, in the final match, it's Lawrence Taylor versus Bam, Bam Bigelow. Uh, Bigelow was accompanied to the ring by the million dollar team of Ted DiBiase, IRS, King Kong Bundy, the Supreme fighting machine, Kama Mustafa, Nikolai Volkov, and Tatanka. Can you name anyone on Lawrence Taylor all-star team? <laughs> both football players just
1: and, yeah. and I do have a hint if you need one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to stop myself from saying Mongo McMichael uh, give, give me something <laughs> your hint is Deborah. so it was Mongo McMichael <laughs> <He> was there <laughs> is that your answer <laughs> sure
0: Yes, Ken Norton, and Chris Spielman, Ricky Jackson, Carl Banks, Reggie White, and Steve McMichael. So, uh, great news. You got (laughs) three right. So, that qualifies you for the Goldberg Asta Award. And for that, you get this. (laughs) So, congratulations. You're the winner. (laughs) You're the winner. (laughs) All right. Well, that's pretty much our show for the day. Um, A couple of things before we get out of here. Just want to mention again that Jingle Brawl is coming up December 19th at the Daytona Beach Ocean Center in Daytona, Florida. You can get tickets now, or you can watch on Fight TV for $9.99. Also, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is giving away the Jim the Anvil Nightheart 8x11 signed photo. Uh, Go ahead and search the I-95 Sports Network on YouTube. Subscribe. Click the notification button, and while watching – the essential wrestling podcast use the hashtag EWP ample, uh, with a comment to have a chance to win. Um, also we have great, uh, great supporters of the, the network and show the black cats. Let me take the, uh, take the logo off here. Black cats released an album free cake. You can get it at all these, all the places where you get music, Apple music, YouTube, uh, Amazon music, Spotify, you can listen to that now. It is available. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with a with another show, breaking down tonight's Winter is Coming episode of so, uh, Dynamite and, of course, NXT's go-home show for War Games. So uh, come back and see us tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We'll be here waiting and uh, ready to give you another Daily Wrestling News show. Uh, for John DeConi, I'm Ryan Joy. Thanks,
1: everybody, for watching, listening, or however you're consuming the show.